0: Hello everybody. Welcome on the lights on data show. Let us know where you are joining us from today. We're going to talk about the different approaches to data lineage, very important topic. We're going to understand the differences, the importance of each one, the best practices to follow, the connections to the business glossary, data quality, overall data governance, and so much more. And to do this, we have our amazing guest. Torsten,
1: Torsten Prebe is the Chief Technology Officer at SimpliT, the company behind Acuity Data Governance Software Suite. Torsten has been leading many projects addressing data lineage and other data governance-related topics around the globe. He also teaches and heads the Data Intelligence Research Group at St. Pölten University of Applied Sciences in Austria. Welcome, Torsten. Awesome to have you here
2: awesome thank you for the warm welcome yes good to be here
1: i'm gonna start as usual with a more personal question thorsten so tell us a fun fact about yourself or something about your hobby or maybe where you are right now
2: i can do a combination of, of yes. all like because i guess the where i am now may be a fun fact because even though i'm living in austria i'm actually not there now i'm in Portugal actually right now on vacation, but I'm happy to pause my vacation for a moment for this show (laughs) and actually it's fun as well, of course. And um, yeah, hobbies, uh, my my main hobby at the moment, I guess, is the two kids that I have at home, the little ones, but yeah, and I like to cook, which you maybe will find out also throughout the show. (laughs)
1: That's amazing.
0: Nice. I'm sensing some analogies on cooking here. (laughs) Which is great because
1: George also likes likes cooking more than I do. (laughs) All right, so let's get uh, right into the topic our first question is what is data lineage and why is it needed so what issues does it help address
2: yeah so ba- basically what is data data lineage or what does it do data lineage helps you understand your data and helps you where your data comes from let's say you have a kpi in a report and you want to know how it's calculated and based on what data it's calcul- calculated calculated Data lineage will help you understand that, or let's say in the more modern world, everybody talks about artificial intelligence, machine learning, and those things. Maybe you have a machine learning model that uses a certain feature, but same thing applies. You may want, you want to know where, how this feature is calculated, where this data comes from that is being used for that purpose. Yeah? And what you can also do, rather than we call that data lineage, when you look from a target and try to find out where the data comes from, if you turn this around. You can also do something that is called impact analysis which is you start from a source from some piece of data that is used as a source and you want to find out what is the impact if that data is missing one day or if there's another technical issue with that piece of data and basically impact analysis is the forward looking of that that data flow and it will tell you which kpis which reports which business processes are affected by that issue that you may have with that piece of data also regulatory drivers, of course, that may force you or legal uh, reasons, even that may force you to do this data lineage thing, what we will be talking about more moving forward. Of course, on the one hand in regulated industries like banking, there's various examples, but even everyone nowadays talks about GDPR and the privacy laws and things like that also there, you need to know basically where your customer data resides or your personal data resides and which flow it takes. So that that's what data lynch is about in, in a nutshell.
0: A lot of great benefits. We have a guest here, Bernardo. He was mentioning that it's a new turn to him and he appreciates the intro. So thanks so much for that, Torsten. And I think a lot of people that are working in data and data management, they really want to understand how would it relate to data governance and data quality.
2: I would say that it's in a way it's a prerequisite to do proper data governance or data quality, because let's say you want to assess the quality of a report or a KPI. You want to know how trustworthy is that report in order to do that, you need to assess the quality of the data that was flowing into that KPIO report, and you're only able to do that if you know that flow, if you have that lineage capability. So from a data quality perspective, I would say that is a prerequisite. Also we will be talking more about what we sometimes call business lineage or vertical lineage, which is basically about using business language to describe your data. And that is also an important aspect if you want to define data quality rules that are understandable by your business people, or even that business users can define themselves. They will not talk in technical terms of database columns and tables, but they will talk business language. So this is also a form of lineage that you need to enable this or to define responsibility for, responsibilities for certain pieces of data. Also there you need this link between the business world and the physical data, but we'll get to that. Yes. Yeah,
1: so let's actually continue on that topic. So what are the different approaches? What are their advantages and disadvantages when we're talking about business lineage and technological, technical lineage and so on?
2: Let's start first with, because I mentioned the word vertical already. So which yeah. implies there's also something else, which is obviously horizontal. Let's start with that a bit. The classic lineage that, that everybody would think of when you hear the word data lineage is actually what also sometimes in literature is called horizontal lineage, which is basically the data flow from one system to the other. Mm-hmm. Like you have a, a source system, a data warehouse, a data lake, a data mart, a report, the flow of that data through those let's say layers. And if you draw that horizontally in a diagram, it becomes the horizontal lineage, right? And while on the other hand, the vertical lineage is basically if you have different You have the physical layer that are the actual database tables etc and you have a business description of that data and if you draw that above it you will see this as a vertical connection and and if you have that and that may even lead to business requirements business processes and even higher level of levels of abstraction Um, so if you consider those two things you can do the horizontal lineage the classic one actually on two levels you can do it on a business level and on a technical level i guess that's the point when i come to this analogy that was already announced let's assume let's assume you like pizza let's say pepperoni pizza who doesn't like pepperoni pizza right so if you look at that from a business perspective or a business specification perspective let's say you have a recipe right let's say your pepperoni pizza is the kpi and the ingredients that you need to make that pizza is your business specification and it tells you that you need tomatoes, whatever, flour, olive oil, you name it. So why is that business level? Because it's an abstraction. It just tells you you need some kind of tomatoes, some kind of flour, and that becomes a pepperoni pizza. Good question. Yeah. Uh, Let's see how it's going. But if you look at that, if you now transform that into the technical level, so you are at your favorite restaurant and you have that pepperoni pizza in front of you and you want to know what's in there, um, there's two ways of approaching that. One is. And the more straightforward way is actually to use that business lineage, because you know, the recipe, you have a vertical lineage from that perspective, you know, it's a pepperoni pizza and maybe the restaurant tells you where they get, which farmer they get their tomatoes from. They tell you what flour they're using and maybe they tell you what olive oil they're using. So if you take those, p- those two pieces of information, you actually can derive from that what in that pizza that you have in front of you, but that also already implies the difficulty of that approach to lineage because that only works if your specifications are being followed so if the cook is actually doing what he's supposed to do and if he has not put there some other ingredient that he was not supposed to use so that is the draw and if i translate that back to the data world um business lineage works very well if you have good specifications good documentation and then it actually works and we'll get maybe to more discussion of where technical lineage will have so big, let's say, limitations that it will not work at all. But it has that limitation that it only works if your documentation is correct. Technically, in it will try to actually, let's say, unassemble that pizza and identify the ingredients from that perspective, which is very difficult also in terms of data, because you would have to follow that whole data flow technically. And you will have different technologies on the way. You have different types of data transformations there, different tools like SQL, Python, ETL tools, whatever. And connecting that all together is very difficult. Not maybe even impossible in, in some ways. Let's stick to the analogy for one last moment. You can even do impact analysis with that analogy, because let's say you did not get fresh tomatoes one day, you can think of substituting them with canned tomatoes, let's say one piece of data didn't come one day and you can, based on the recipes, you will know which KPIs, which products and products are affected. And you will know, okay, maybe the substitution is yesterday's data which will decrease the quality of those end results. But basically, you know, which ones, and that is the good thing that also works. And it's a, I always say that business lineage by using those specifications and business links is the pragmatic approach to data lineage, which works well, requires certain strictness in your processes, because you make sure you need to make sure your cook does what he's supposed to do in processes.
0: Great analogy. And Torsten, who would be then the cooks within an organization?
2: Yeah, so basically the cooks obviously are the developers or the technical transformations, right? And that's why we use this this specification driven approach for data lineage in many projects. But for it to work, you need to have a very, let's say, stringent development process that makes sure nothing gets developed without going through that those pieces of specifications and documentation. And but if you ensure that, then it works very well.
0: Would you have the data stewards as the sous-chefs maybe? Yep,
2: yeah, it, maybe it's yes. a good <laughs> to do. <laughs> I, like
1: it. I think maybe we can mention the amazing ebook that Torsten and his colleagues created. Yeah. I know today. Dana
0: already provided a link here. If you like to learn more about data lineage overall, it's a great ebook. Very well structured, very yes, well written.
1: Very comprehensive as well.
0: So the link is there I'll also put it up here if anybody wants to see it, but it's free for grabs. We have a few questions here and uh, there's already a side conversation happening that I'm noticing. it all started with, uh, Ravi Chandra's question. And she's wondering, do you have any tools that can be configured for our needs to capture data lineage, for example, into the BI space?
2: coming back to the good question, definitely coming back to the different approaches to data lineage, well, how you can do that in terms of tooling. One, one way of doing this is trying to derive the lineage from, from those different bits and pieces that do the data transformations and put them together. And there are tools out there that are trying to do that and they work fairly well, the more structured your environment is, let's say you have a data warehouse with a very strict use of ETL tools and they are used in a very strict way, then this may work very well to actually derive and extract those those transformations from those data transformation steps and bring them together. If you don't, if you have gaps in this flow, manual scripts, manual processes, things like that, then they get to their limitations. And when it comes to the business lineage, in terms of tooling, and we'll get to that in a bit more detail anyway, in a moment, you talk about metadata and business metadata that you need to define when mm-hmm. you talk about business glossaries, you talk about maybe a business data model, and you talk about mappings of course, cannot be. They don't fall from heaven, so they cannot necessarily be derived fully automated, but but there's of course tools that can help to provide those and security is one of them. That's why we're here.
0: So let's talk about that a little bit more. You've mentioned the business glossary. Let's talk about what is that relationship to the business glossary Mm -hmm. and that metadata that the business cap business glossary is holding and capturing.
2: Data lineage is based on metadata, right? What is metadata? Metadata is basically data about the data. So it's where the data resides, where the data comes from. So all this lineage information we're talking about is in the end metadata and of course there's technical metadata that we mentioned before that you need to pull out of your tools but there is business metadata which is basically about this vertical lineage about the definition the description of what your data means from business perspective and obviously a business glossary glossary is actually doing exactly that if you want to do data lineage based on a business glossary, there is the simple rule the more structured the glossary is the better it works Because Mm -hmm. if you just start to define terms without any structure, you somehow link your data to those terms. If those terms overlap, if those terms are not properly structured, you get the same mess that you have in your physical world and the business world. Right. And then it's difficult also to get a lineage from that. Mm -hmm. If you structure your business glossary well, or if you even go to something that we call business data model, which is a like even more structured form of a business glossary, if you will, if you then it works even better. And there's some best practices, how to do that. And, obviously, the acuity tool, we have put those in given based on our project experience that we had in the past, how to do these kind of things. Yeah. But yes, a business glossary definitely can be used to do the vertical lineage because you link your business terms then to data elements in the real world. You link your, your tomatoes to their particular brand of a tomato or to the end product and based on those links, you can do the lineage then.
0: So let's try and and maybe mentally visualize an example. So let's Mm -hmm. say that we're looking for what customer means in the business glossary. Mm -hmm. And we see that a it's a a customer is an entity that buys goods or services from a business as an example, it it can have many other definitions. Mm -hmm. So it's not the the go-to definition necessarily, but you're looking at this example of what customer is. And then through that data lineage, you can actually see the sources of data that relate to customer. And then along the way, what's happening, how maybe it gets transformed the Mm -hmm. different systems that it touches and ultimately even the different BI tools, reports, dashboards that the customer data gets surfaced.
2: Exactly. And let's take customer being a kind of entity level thing so it's a high level concept a customer has many characteristics so so if you can do that on that level that already helps because for example it helps you with gdpr privacy related questions because at least you know where is your customer data it -hmm. doesn't help you necessarily already yet with the question if i have a kpi where does the data exactly come from because customer data is relatively is a relatively broad term and you will have customer customer data all over the place in many places if you go to the next level and you say i have let's say in the banking world customer exposure the exposure of a customer to the bank that is a more specific part of the customer concept and if you look at that piece of information being calculated based on for example the current balance of certain account blah, blah blah and you to break those down and you link that customer balance to a certain field in a database table in the core banking system that is much more detailed version of that, that link that we just described. And if you have that, then you can do more, but it's not that one is bad and the other is good. It's, it's basically, it depends very much on the needs and on the government governance needs that you have for your, for your application. You have. Maybe a financial report, which requires very detailed lineage and a b- very detailed governance. There were detailed definitions, or you may have marketing need, or actually, as we discussed a GDPR privacy need to identify personal data there, you can more less granular basically. And so that, right. that's the idea.
0: Thank you, Torsten. I just want to take a couple more comments here to continue that question on, the BI there's, as I mentioned, a side conversation happening and Andrew was mentioning that Many BI tools also have forms of lineage built in, but not all have visibility beyond their own sources. And Dan is just adding to that, that often, yes, there's no lineage past the data warehouse and I assume with Curity, for example, well, there's no stopping, you can go as granular as you need to be.
2: But there's exactly, that's exactly what I mentioned earlier, because those tools, the lineage they provide. It's usually the technical lineage within that environment. And of course, as long as you stay within Tableau and do all transformations within Tableau, yes, you have the lineage there. As soon as you get out of that comfort zone (laughs) and have SQL scripts that run before whatever transformations, different tools, it gets much more difficult to knit this end to end lineage together. And you can either try doing that technically. Which, not saying it makes no sense. It does make sense, but it's very difficult and it will not work always. So the combination of having that where it works together with this business approach to lineage, where you rather link your data items to business descriptions and based on that where they come from, that combination is very powerful as we have learned in our projects.
0: Libov here is wondering what tools, data lineage tools are easy to scale in big organizations. And, again, Dan is making a point to say, Hey, there's no easy button. Easy is a relative term. Some tools automate crawling, use machine learning to infer relationship domain types and so forth and so on. So there's definitely a lot of things out there. What should one watch out for when they're looking for a data lineage?
2: From my perspective, at least from my experience, personal experience, they, all those technologies may make sense depending on the environments that you have. So if you use Python, Spark, etc. for your transformations, you may want to look for a tool that can interpret those transformations and can get something out of those. If you, if you use an ETL tool like Informatic, there is some lineage capabilities built in that. Just an example, not promoting any particular <laughs> ETL tool here, but there's, there's a certain that you can get out of those. There is also some products that to some degree can crawl from different tools and put them together. But what I've seen is they all have their limitations. And of course, the problem with data lineage is as soon as you have one gap in the chain is broken. <laughs> yeah. So you don't know anymore where the data really comes from. So what I've seen is all those automated approaches. They're good to, to use them, to check your specifications, to use them in like bits and pieces to see whether your business lineage is correct, because as I mentioned earlier, you want to check your cooks and the processes, right? But an actual real end-to-end lineage that, that allows you really to do those kind of impact analyses and things that we mentioned that we talked about, um, will never work purely based on those automated tools. So it's not about tools. It's about an approach. It's about defining your business class, defining your business description of the data, having those links in place and acuity is a good tool to do that, but it's also not the only one out there. So there's other tools, of course, as well. Right. This, this part of
0: the, of the data. I think we've covered this next question, but it comes from our friend, Laurent from Belgium, and he's wondering, how do you integrate the semantic part to your end to end lineage?
2: So basically, in order to get an end-to-end lineage, you need the mapping. (laughs) This is the hard part. (laughs) The one thing is defining the glossary, so defining terms, but the harder part is to link those terms to the physical world. Mm -hmm. Of course, there, again, there is some approaches coming up that, that help some semi-automated approaches, they're based on similarity names, based on data histograms and based on relationship discovery, all this stuff was mentioned before. So yes, there is some help that can help doing that, but in the end it will never be hundred percent automated. So the, so what I see is, I think it, it's more important to ensure certain processes in your way, how you deal with the data that lead to documenting this uh, rather than trying to ex post, trying to derive it somehow, which will never be complete. And once you have this, if you derive a end to end lineage from your business links, from your vertical lineage, and you have a partial technical lineage, it's very straightforward, obviously to compare the two. And that is where the real beauty comes in, because then you can check your specifications, whether your business glossary is correct, whether you're in a way it's a data catalog that we talk about just to throw also this term in, the links between the business world and the technical, technical representations, if that is actually correct.
0: Yeah. So you mentioned the different approaches now with the paradigm shifts in data architecture from the classical data, data warehouse to data lake and the more recent data mesh now, do all of this really affect which data lineage approaches work? Which don't. I would say
2: so, I would say in general, I would say what I have said before applies to all of them, but it's even stronger in, in certain, architectural paradigms that we see more and more because as long as you have, and I think one of the guys in the audience mentioned it, beyond the data warehouse is difficult, right? <laughs> and the point is, as long as you have a, a classic data warehouse with which was usually most likely a strong a project with strong governance maybe it was driven by regulatory needs and you have gone through all the pain of data modeling and mapping and it was most likely also costly like most data warehouse projects but so if you have that and maybe you implemented your transformations with an etl tool i've seen even projects where the strict use of certain tools was enforced just to get the lineage out of it also with limited success, but, but still, if you do that within this classic data warehouse environment, it may still work. The technical mm-hmm. approach to data mm-hmm. in the brave new world uh, of the data lakes and uh, in data mesh, it even goes a step further, but let's stick to the idea of a data lake for a moment where you have basically less structured data or you haven't looked at the structure so much uh, yeah. yet and you have transformations built with various technologies python scripts you name it um, it's much more difficult to derive the lineage from those technically and the idea of a data mesh goes even one step further saying it's a decentral responsibility of business domains to provide the data to provide the data transformations and it to some degree even leaves it up to them what kind of tools and approaches they want to use for their transformation so If you wanna do that end to end for a whole organization, you have to deal with various technologies, various coding approaches, various ways of storing data where that this technical way of doing data lineage becomes even more difficult than in the classic data warehouse world. It still applies that if you create a business glossary and if you somehow make sure that at least that business glossary gets aligned across the organization and you at least agree to disagree uh, Document your synonyms. That's fine. But as long as you link, have all those links in your glossary and in your business metadata, and you have the links you have, maybe not the perfect data lineage, but you have one that mm-hmm. works. So that, mm-hmm. that's what I, my, my, two cents there.
0: Minimum vo- viable product at least. Yes, okay. Dan Everett, the techno optimist is mentioning with <laughs> so good metadata mesh becomes mess.
2: <laughs> yeah, <So> that's <laughs> definitely true. Yes. <laughs> I would agree. All right. So we
1: have another question from Adam. I'm just going to read Mm -hmm. it out. The biggest problem I've seen with data lineage products so far is the inability to decode or unravel user defined functions. What is your take on that?
2: No, I a hundred percent agree. And I fear that this is a unsolvable problem in the end because there's always
0: a the human factor to it.
2: The point is, as I mentioned before there, is, and that's what I meant in a way by you have to deal with different coding practices, <laughs> especially in a data mesh environment, but also in the data warehouse, you may see the same long as you have a straight, a simple one-to-one flow of data using either an ETL tool or using a simple SQL statement. That's pretty Mm -hmm. straightforward. There's many tools who can do this. But if you have a more complex transformation, especially a calculation that that becomes even more difficult. And if that is in a user defined function, as mentioned, it it becomes basically impossible for a tool to, you would have to actually parse the whole SQL and follow the whole approach, which basically that doesn't work. So I agree. It's difficult and I think it will never in the end be solved. That's why our idea is, or our approach to data lineage is a different one that says, do this where you can, Uh, but the end to end, you will not reach that way, but you reach it through the vertical way. (laughs) So you first go up the hierarchy to the business level and then down again. And that's where you get your lineage from.
0: Yeah. Dan is adding to that. uh, mentioning that functions and algorithms are black boxes to metadata tools and require manual intervention. Definitely. Exactly. Yeah, we have a comment here from Quaranga, and he's mentioned that deal lineage is a good offering, how it can be integrated with AI ML or even in RPA process. So that business owners or Dina owners can benefit. any thoughts on this.
2: So let's look at the AI ML topic a bit more because it's also my area a bit more recently. And, uh, and I do think that there is even more overlooked than in the classic report, classic reporting world where in the reporting world, we have at least the awareness that you may need to know where your data comes from. In the AI ML world, I feel is still a bit like the wild west where you have data science building new features, calculating new features, using them for 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 machine learning models. But basically you will never know again where this data originally came from. And um, There is a a trend there as well. All these discussions about feature catalogs, feature stores. There is definitely a trend to also structure this world a bit more. And I think that will lead definitely also to a need for more lineage in that world. And, but I think in the end, the approaches will be the same. If you have a feature catalog, first of all, you have a feature store that stores the stuff. You have a feature catalog that is basically the same as a data catalog in the world we are talking about talking about before and if you link that feature to a business description of what is the granularity of that feature what is the meaning of that feature where how is it calculated you have exactly what you need by the way this is from my perspective one of the main topics in machine learning data sets because they are flat they are denormalized wide tables and the data set as such may have a certain granularity let's say it's whatever I just recently worked on an insurance example is insurance claim level. But in the data set, you have data that is customer level, that is insurance contract level that is higher granularity than the level of the whole dataset. So bottom line, if you don't document that properly in a feature catalog or in metadata, it's even harder to reuse those features. And again, lineage is very helpful in knowing how it was calculated and where it comes from. So I think, yeah, it's going to be a growing field also in this world. I'm convinced. Absolutely.
0: Now we were wondering before the show, if let's say you're just starting with data lineage within an organization, where do you start? Where, what data should you first look at to, to try and create a lineage? Because that's, it feels like you're being thrown in into an ocean of possibilities. And you're becoming overwhelmed.
2: That that's definitely true. Let me let me refine the wording a bit, because I don't think you're building data lineage, you're building the capabilities to have, to get data lineage out of Hmm. the system. So in our terms, what does it mean is what data you first look in terms of metadata, what data you will first put into your data catalog, what business terms will you first describe in your business glossary and what mappings will you first document and that out of that, you will get to the question what data lineage we will, you will have first as a result. Um, I would say that very much depends on your, of course, consultant answer, but on your setting, but if you are in a regulated environment, there may be a certain regulatory need that need lets you start with something in the banking world. There were, was a strong push through something called BCBS 239. It was a paper by the banking, the Basel committee, not going into details. But basically it was forcing the banks to do lineage between risk and finance data. So there were certain pieces of data that they had to look at Uh, that of course helps (laughs) if you're foreign, but if you're not there, a good bet is usually customer data because why? Because customer data is used everywhere. So no matter what business process you look at, it's very likely that it will involve customer data. So the benefit is rather high if you start with that. And again, also, of course, it makes sense in terms of order, because if you describe other data areas later, it's good if you have customer already covered because you will have links to that everywhere. So when we did basically business glossary or business modeling kind of projects. Customer was always one of the first areas to cover because you need it everywhere and you better have it covered first. Yeah. And last not least, of course, with, again, with GDPR and privacy topics coming up, it's also a regulatory argument to start with it, but it's of course, it very much depends, you may have other drivers that, that force you starting with something else, but I would start with something that is used in many places and then move to the more specific pieces that are more special. Thank
0: you, Torsten. I like how this ties in with really other areas as well. I know within data governance, one of the first data domains that the companies identify and, and push resources into is the customer data domain. So this I think fits in then very well because as you're starting to get the data stewards to work for the uh, the customer data domain, you're getting business glossary going to all those business terms and then the data lineage related to it. And I do want to say one more thing, defining customer within the business glossary, it's probably harder than it sounds.
2: Yeah. Let's give me, give you an example there. We did a larger project where we were defining actually business metadata for a bank and it was the whole, it was a pretty big project. It was a half year project where we were defining different business areas and different products, etc. And it was always hard to get the business people into the workshops, but there was one area, which was where we had more than 40 people in the workshop, try to do some real discussion with 40 people. And that was customer. Everyone, everybody wanted to contribute. And of course <laughs> you can imagine, Yeah, as you said, the view on what is a customer may differ very much between controlling on the one hand, for example, and marketing on the one, on the other hand. So some may consider like almost customers already as customers like prospects or strong prospects. Some may define it by, they need to have an active product, but so if you had a product in the past, but it's not active anymore, you may not be considered a customer. So there is really, you can have many discussions about this and all of those views on customer are correct for a certain purpose, but you need to, so once more, it's fine to agree to disagree, but then you need to use different terms. It's not the same thing. Again. Can we
0: take this question here from yes. Kate? So uh, Kate Strashny is here in the audience and she just uh, wrapped up us amazing, successful conference yesterday called the modern data fest. And uh, she's wondering how does data lineage fit into the broader data analytics life cycle? Is there any connection into data analytics or do data analyst Can they benefit from, what data lineage has to offer?
2: Definitely because, well, data analytics lifecycle, what does that mean? It basically means, I guess, you use data to build analytics, right? And those analytics, of course, may be retired at some point, but there's various connections. One is of course, when you build certain analytics, you want to know what data you can use for that, yeah. <laughs> and and I think data lineage again is not just the narrow view of a certain data flow that you have already been building, but also this vertical lineage. I would not underestimate because you you may know and uh, you may need a certain piece of data, and data lineage will tell you where you find this piece of. So you can use that for your analytics. We mentioned feature catalogs and feature stores before. Reuse of data for analytic purposes. I think this is the, the one benefit that you definitely get. But also if you look at the life cycle as a whole and include the retention part of it, again, there's also even in GDPR, there is this right to be forgotten. uh, So you may even be legally required to delete certain data in order to be able to do that. You need to know where it is, (laughs) otherwise it's very hard to delete it. So yes, I think uh, there is various connections and I think they, they are very closely connected.
0: Thank you. And coincidentally, we have the, uh, the co-host of the modern data fest as well. And he's wondering, can we learn more about who are the users of Acuity?
2: Acuity is a tool. Of course, it's not just, we were focusing now on the data lineage part of it, but Acuity basically is a tool set that provides various data governance functionality, actually Gartner would call it data stewardship functionality, because they are very strict in their distinction between the terms. But basically there is functionality on metadata management, on basically business glossary describing data. There's functionality on data quality management, data quality measurement. But the point is to answer the question, who are the users? We always say the users would be data literate business users, because it's not a tool that addresses the technical community so much there are these there's those technical lineage tools that can do certain things they're much better but they are basically if you give them to a business user you will be sent to help. so the <laughs> idea with acuity was always to have a user interface that is has a user experience that is you, business user friendly, but still has like data governance capabilities. So it's not maybe the standard report user who basically doesn't know about data, besides that there's a report that comes out of it, but it's the business user that, that is, is, that understands certain data, basic data concepts and is able to use, to use those and to make those links between business world and the technical world to some degree. Great.
1: Now I know that we are slowly approaching the end, but if anyone is interested in finding out more about Acurity, what are their next steps besides downloading the amazing ebook that you create?
2: That's a good start for sure. Exactly. And yes, check out our website and there is a get in touch button, which I recommend to press or just drop us an email, of course. Uh, so basically get in touch. I think that's the answer on one of the channels being LinkedIn website email, whatever you find fit for yourself. And then we can talk.
0: And check them out. They have a lot of free resources that you can learn from, especially their blog section. It has a lot of articles that provide practical advice and descriptions. And there's yeah great learning to be had from there.
1: And I have one last question. What happens when someone starts using Accurity? So what are, how does it look like?
2: How does it look like? What type Um, of
1: support they're receiving? How is, how does it work?
2: We usually start, there is a free version that you can basically start looking at, especially the business glossary part. There is a a free to use a first step, but usually we start, we checked out the material, we start with a demo because it's always always better to, rather than trying to teach yourself, it's better to, to have a conversation of what are the needs, and then we can talk about how Security can actually help so that that's usually the first, first, I say the second step after you, you build your your first view yourself to get in touch and to have a demo where we also discuss the needs. And then we usually see how to move on from there. There's various ways it can go from there, from a POC implementation to a project, whatever makes sense, basically following the first touch point.
0: Yeah. Whatever fits the needs of the customer, I Mm -hmm. would imagine. So just a reminder. Thank you, Dana, for providing the link here to the free ebook on a fundamental guide to data lineage. You can check it out. Exactly. Recommend. (laughs) All right. Thank you so much, everybody for tuning in live. And if you're listening to this recording and watching this as a recording, hope to see you live next time, Mm -hmm. and I'm sure that you learned as much as we did too.
1: And thank you very much, Thurston, for taking your time and for being here for allowing us to be a little part of your vacation and for sharing so many insights and thank you. Also it was for, fun.
2: So it was well-spent part of the vacation. Definitely. That's great. <laughs> it's great, great to hear. To hear. Thanks right. everyone also for thank the wonderful
1: questions and have a great weekend.
2: You too. Bye, everyone. Have a nice weekend. Bye. Bye.